One of the things I can always count on is that there will always be confirmation. Now, what is confirmation? Confirmation is when you get that sign from the universe, that little synchronistic kismet moment that reassures you that what you're doing is right. And the fact that Anchor by Spotify makes everything so easy to record my podcast and upload it, I've got episodes lined up for the rest of the year, all in one place, because everything can be done either on my desktop or on my phone. Anchor has the tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast anywhere, right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. I would suggest downloading the Anchor app or going to anchor.fm to get started because the one thing that could happen is you put out something that everyone needs to hear and you get confirmation of exactly what you needed. Even though there are millions of podcasts already, the world doesn't have yours. Join Anchor today. Welcome back to another episode of Metaphysical AF. Today we're speaking with Annabelle and we're going to talk about how music itself can be a form of self-care and how live music can be very healing. So thank you so much for being here, Annabelle. I'm, I'm so excited to speak to you about this so that our, my guests can really learn. Uh, and I know that music is really healing for me, um, especially live music, being in a crowd and everyone having the same intention and loving the music that they're seeing has been one of my favorite experiences as uh, since I was a child. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for asking me, Maggie. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm going to jump right in because I feel like that our, my guests are just going to like, they're going to love this. So uh, do you feel like music is a form of self-care for you while being a mother specifically and working as hard as you do? Could you share with us, kind of give the, um, the listeners a background on uh, who you are and how music plays such a big part in your life? Well, I'm from New York City and I live in Boulder, Colorado now. I it's funny. I actually got to meet Billy Joel the other day, which was like a lifelong dream. And it's nobody gets to meet Billy Joel. And it's so funny because I have specific memories of being in college and listening to um, one of my favorite songs of his, which is Summer Highland Falls. And it sort of got me through a lot of rough times in college. I think music sort of has it, it is such a powerful healer, whether you know it or not. You know, now at this point in my life, I'm very conscious of that, and I seek it out. Um, but back then, it was just, you know, I was, I was a freshman, and I was trying to figure out who I was and where I was, and, and Billy Joel was soothing to me. And um, the crazy thing about that, turn of events is that I ended up seeing the dead show instead of rushing a sorority and became a deadhead, which was never my plan, completely <laughs> never my plan. And when I got to this dead show, I fell to my knees and I said out loud, where have you people been? So, and that was really the beginning of, of my path. So as time went on, I started to seek out music for, I had a rough time with my family for a while and I... I wasn't connecting with them, and they were having difficulty accepting me for who I was, and I would go 
see the dead and I would go see fish. And my father and I had a lot of conflicts about that because he just couldn't understand why I would rather go to a concert instead of seeing my family. And it's really hard to explain to somebody else how important music is when you love music as much as we do. Um, I had to try to tell him that I feel more accepted and more understood um, and more supported when I was at a dead show or a fish show rather than in my own home. And it was hard, but the beauty of it is, is I stick to it. I never sort of, I've never, it's, it's not like it's a fad in my life. It is a part of my soul. And when I got married, which was obviously many years later, then college, my father gave me a tie-dye garter. Oh my God, that's beautiful. And his, wife, his wife brought it to um, my bridal shower, and in the card it says, "I get you. I really do." <sighs> it was, and so many of my friends were at the were at the bridal shower. You know, were were so blown away because whether they had known or not. The story is just beautiful in itself. Father yeah. accepts daughter for who she is. Oh. She is a lover of music. She is a deadhead. And um, the other one with that is is that we had, um, at my wedding in Colorado, we had um, a string quartet, and they played Waste, which is a fish song. Yes. And that is what my bridesmaids walked down the aisle to. And I don't know where this one came from. This was out of the blue. But it was almost like I needed this release from my father before I could walk down the aisle and not be his little girl anymore. Right. I turned to him as they're playing Waste, and I said, Dad, I am so sorry that Fish has taken up so many years of my life. I really love that band. And he said, I know you do. And then it was like, okay, let's now walk down the aisle. Oh. So, yeah. So while <laughs> I had to have many years of proving myself to my family and sort of owning the fact that I was such a music fan, now it's just part of who I am. And everybody knows that music is a huge part of my life. In, in fact, in a very, very strange way, Aaron Magner from the Disco Biscuits has a new band called Spada. And he... I had posted something about some band, and, like, it got hundreds of likes and 50 comments, and he goes, you know, you're an influencer. Right. And I was like, I, I don't really, you know, I, I, I really don't even know what that term means, except from <laughs> Firefest. Yeah. <laughs> influencers that were posting about the festival, and it's like, wow, am I really an influencer? And I was like, okay, and then I told him I would post for his show, and I got hundreds of likes and tons of comments, and it was just like, oh, wow, people really do listen what I have to say, and when I speak up about music, it's important. Absolutely, and that I love that because it's like, people love you for who you are. And like, you just said, like with that whole story of like the acceptance of different people accepting you for who you are and being the beautiful being that you are, whenever you suggest something or whenever you put genuine intention behind something, especially when it comes to music, which has been so healing for you, I think people really listen. I think they find that very relatable. And in this time that we live in now, it's really nice to find another person that 
can be relatable and is genuine um, in their intention. So I, I love that. I love that. Um, what was the, so was that the first show that you, was the first, when you went to that Dead & Co show, I love that you said instead of rushing, you went to it, a Dead & Co show. Dead Co oh, Dead & Co, just the, the good old Grateful like, Dead, oh, yeah. Oh, gee, <laughs> I know, right? I don't know why. Was that the first show where you felt that healing, like, bring you to your knees? Well, in a completely different way than the story I actually want to tell you about that. Ooh, okay. Have a, but that, that, yes, that was the moment. It, it was it was more a revelation than a healing at that point. I was relieved because uh, yeah. you know the way that I was raised and the way that I thought I meant to, was supposed to be was this you know Jewish American princess, this Jap, right. growing up in New York City, and I really didn't want to be a Jap. I didn't I didn't want to wear mm-hmm. black and wear makeup and be mean and and you know all that stuff. And and so then when I saw the Grateful Dead, which you know was the essence of peace, love, and happiness, I was just so goddamn relieved that my people existed um but the healing thing this is very palpable and i tell this story frequently so my both my parents have passed and um my mom died in 2009 in august and um she was admitted to the hospital for brain cancer in may 2009 and that summer um, I was coming back and forth from New York and, and Colorado to care for her and support my sister and all this stuff. And Fish was playing at um, at uh, Jones Beach, which yeah. was a, a favorite venue of mine back in the day. And I, I was going. I mean, there was just no matter what I had going on, I needed to go. I needed that, to see yeah. my favorite band, to see yeah. my friends, and just to step out of the tragedy that I was dealing with and, yeah. and sort of connect but little did I know how much that would affect me so I, here's how I see it I see it as I went it was I went to the gas station I pulled up to the gas station and I was on empty and <laughs> this started playing with the runaway gym and I saw the vibration of the music like a laser come from the band on stage into my body and filled my tank up to full. Oh. It was palpable. It was like almost like a deep breath. Mm. And it was like I was completely, completely empty and I was filled up right after that. It was immediate. And I was like, oh, I can breathe again. And it was like, oh, thank God. Thank God for fish. Thank God for music. Thank God for Runaway Jim. And then I was able to enjoy the show. I mean, I was miserable when I got to the show because everyone's like, how's your mom? I'm like, she's not doing well. Right. I'm, exhaust- I'm exhausted. And it was, that was literally the first moment that I remember it healing me, literally changing my body, mind, and spirit functions back mm. to normal. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. I, I, I resonate with that so much and so completely. Uh, we have so much, like when we're like, the trauma that we deal, the trauma that we deal with every single day, the traumatic energy that just like sits around um, that we have to transmute and go through. It's so nice to be able to have that, 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 that gas to fill you up. Like that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Even if it's, that's like, you know, my daughter, when she was young um, and she would cry, I would play Bon Iver's, um, Holocene, if you don't know that 
Yeah, yeah absolutely, I do. Since, since she was a baby, it has helped calm her down and stop her from crying as a baby. And mm. still to this day, she's seven years old. When she's sad or mm. hurt, she says to me, Mom, I need to listen. To, even when she's mad at me, if she's mad at me, <laughs> we're in the car, and I'm like, get in the car. Yeah. We're late for the appointment. And she's like, stop yelling at me. And I'm like, well, you're not listening to me, and we're going to be late for the doctor's appointment. Right. We'll get in the car, and she'll say, please put on Holocene. I love that. Oh, so so she definitely comes and sees live music with you. What was her first show? Oh, Amos Lee. She was, uh, oh. was actually, that's so funny. This is, it was this time seven years ago because Amos Lee, who is one of my favorite musicians, is um, was playing at Folksfest. And it's funny, Folksfest at Planet Bluegrass up here this weekend. It's Ani DeFranco. Oh. Um, Violent, Violent Femmes are playing, which is a little fun and crazy and random. Oh, my gosh. And, um, but it was Folksfest. It was seven years ago. Lyric's first show, she was three weeks old. Oh. And we brought up the Folksfest, and I got a photo with, uh, with Amos and me and Lyric and Peter. And, um, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, and, it, and I love it. I love it. We have such documentation of, of, of that first show. Oh my gosh, that's so, oh, that's so wonderful. Oh, that's, yeah. that's so and, great. And not, not many people could say their first show was when they were three weeks old. No. So it's just like, you know, but that's how, I mean, I literally was like, okay, Lyric, this is my life, <laughs> and I want you to fit into my life. Yes, absolutely. So and you're a part of my life. Show. Yes. Yes. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Do you think that it's made your bond stronger? changing um yeah it was great and so we're gonna go see him tonight and she's excited and I was like do you want to go see Bruce Hornsby and she's like yes <laughs> and then like I take her to widespread panic every uh summer to Red Rocks I take her to the Sunday show yes and it's like our thing you know everyone knows Lyric is coming and this time we were our friends had uh, seats in the second row when we were right in front of these schools and yes. Lyric and I were in the front of Dave's schools, listening to the show, and she, I had, she had her head on my shoulder, and, and, you know, she was listening to it, and I was just thinking, this is, this is the best thing ever. Mm. That's beautiful. That really is. That's, oh, yeah. When they, the head on the shoulder, and just everything. Oh. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, um, granted, she doesn't, she doesn't love, she doesn't love music that much that she'll, like, pay attention to a show the whole time. Of course. You know? But I bring her candy or I bring her some, you know, toys to occupy her. Absolutely. Or something like that, you know. But I'll preface with her and say, like, just so you understand, we're not leaving the show until it's over. Or I'll <laughs> say, we can leave when you're ready, you know. Right. Um, but she's, she's in. She's definitely in. That is so awesome. Yeah, that is so awesome. My kids were very... Uh, 
one of my daughter's first show was Sewanee Halloween 2015. So they they didn't know that actual Halloween was like going to people's houses and getting candy until a couple of years after that. So they were so used to like, oh, we're going camping and there's a Ferris wheel for Halloween. Okay. That is Yes, I love it. So yeah, that is so great. Um, do you have a go a go to um, artist or event that you just look forward to so much that you're just like, oh, I know this is gonna fill my tank. Like if I don't if I do this one thing every year, it's gonna fill my tank for the whole year. Do you have a go to that raises your vibration like that? Absolutely perfect. Yeah. I mean, Jim Cruz wouldn't be what it is without you. You bring such a beautiful personal, like beautiful personal touch to it. So I'm so, I'm so grateful to have met you on, that was my first Jam Cruise and every single part, like every single person, it's definitely one of the staples in my life. That's like my vibrational raising factor for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Annabelle. I think that's all the questions I have for you today. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave people with uh, regarding live music if they're on the fence about, you know, maybe somebody struggling with that same issue that you were? Well, I mean, it's considerate, considerate like medicine. You know, it's very interesting. I, I've seen some videos of Alzheimer's patients that you know, can't remember what their own name is, mm-hmm. and, but you'll play a song, and they will instantly be able to either play the song, sing the song, or remember the song, mm-hmm. so music has a medical healing ability, so, I mean, not that those people won't have Alzheimer's anymore, but if they can come out of the sort of mental coma that they're in and be able to remember something so clearly, why would you not want to go see music or listen to music to better your life? And I think about like all the shows we see and the friends that we make and the family and community that has been created around the live music scene, how lucky we are. Like we're so lucky and I think about middle America you know overweight people you know who just follow the straight line and sort of live their lives and and they're fine they don't know any different you know they're fine they get married they have kids they have jobs they they sort of just 
go along with, again, the path perhaps I was following before I got to see my first Dead show. And then I think about what we have and how much full of love and life that we get because of live music, because of music specifically. So whether it's my mom's situation or the Alzheimer's or just the happiness and joy that it brings us on a daily basis, like I recommend it highly to anybody because it changes lives and enriches lives. And I don't think you or me or hopefully many of your listeners uh, would be the same without it. I mean, I definitely know somebody in my life that likes music. Yeah, I mean, sure. Do you like music? Sure. You know, I mean, as opposed to I live for music. Right. Yeah. Like, I live for live music. Like, literally. (laughs) This is not sponsored by Live for Live Music, but we will shout them out because we love them. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. A hundred. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll go 110. Yes, that is so perfect. Thank you so much. If you're looking to hear any of the artists that Annabelle talked about on today's podcast, feel free to follow the Metaphysical AF playlist on Spotify. I'll link it down in the description box. And thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, please send them in to metaphysicalaf at gmail.com. And don't forget to support our Patreon at patreon.com slash Maggie Mae Wilson. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.